0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors.
2: The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home.
1: I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. And if you hear any shuffling or knocking in the background, it's because we're on location. You make it sound so glamorous. (laughs) (laughs) we finally got out of our living rooms. I'm going to let you know where we are in a bit. But to kick off this new season of newness, first up, I'd like to thank our new sponsor. Well, sort of new... It's lovely to welcome back our sponsor, Top Styles, who are supporting us for our sixth series. So, to kick off the new series of the new
2: year, in fact, it's a new decade... <laughs> We are going to do a budget
1: revamp special. Now our sponsor Top's tiles have a get the look for less range no less, which means you don't have to sacrifice any of the on-trend interior designs if you're on a tight budget. The range includes classic white metro
2: tiles, faux marble and limestone effect from as little as 65p a tile.
1: Now when I'm ever doing a budget bathroom I always like to go quite simple on the walls, maybe that's where I save all my money just like a simple one. White tile and then splash something fabulous on the floor or you don't have to have the same tiles all over a room now so you could
2: do something on the walls in the shower area and then do something really magnificent around the basins Uh, is that a feature tile wall I beg your pardon? pardon? Is that a feature wall? No, I don't think it
0: is. (laughs) I don't think it is. I think it's a
2: focal point, which is not the same as a feature wall.
1: Well, whatever. Whether you're going to go for a feature wall or a feature floor, all you've got to do is just decide from the thousands of shapes, colours and styles on offer. I'm going to have to actually build a new bathroom somewhere, aren't I? On the roof, maybe? (laughs) So I can use them. How's twenty twenty treating you so far, Kate? Any intentions for this shiny new decade? I'm not. I'm not big on resolutions. Decade. Decade. Yeah, exactly. You haven't decayed <laughs> yet. <laughs> we should go with that. Do you see, look, it's the beginning of the year. I've already lost it. It's terrible, isn't it? Any, any new intentions?
2: I'm decaying gradually. <laughs> um, well, no, I don't make resolutions because I just think you're setting yourself up to fail, or I am. I like a list, which is not oh, the same yeah. as a thing of okay, resolutions. Okay, so what's on your list?
1: What's on your list?
2: Well, I have a couple of plans, oh, yeah. which I'm not going to reveal at this stage, but I'm what? very excited. i to you. New book. Oh, yeah. Coming up in March.
0: Nice. Um,
2: and I'd quite like this year... To not work six days a week.
1: Yes, here, here to that. That would be
0: More like a nice.
2: four day
1: would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, we could go <laughs> for that. <laughs> what about you? So I suppose our, my big plan for this year, well, we hopefully pull it off, but we have just putting in for planning permission at the house to do an extension. Where? So, you know, my living room is on the south end of the house and the kitchen is on the north end of the house. And there's a bit of a walk between the two. Well, and there's a sort of, is it an 80s glass conservatory? Oh, it's a really hideous 80s glass conservatory. We're kind of like, it's not, not the best living space. So when we bought the house, we always wanted to do this extension, but we think now might be the time. Uh, so essentially we'd be adding a kitchen dining room where the Conservatory is presently and making the living area a bit more open plan. Have we resolved the issue of your office, which, against (laughs) all my advice,
2: you painted white, even after I banned it, it was clear disobey... Disobeyment? Is that a word? (laughs) Disobedience. Disobedience on
1: your part. Have you got a colour? Oh, have I got a colour? I've got a wallpaper in mind, actually. I've got a wallpaper in mind and it's really strong and really leery. So the absolute antithesis of me painting a room all white thinking that was going to create something peaceful and tranquil and help me come up with new and fresh ideas all it's done is made me feel flat depressed and uninspired I did warn you so I'm just going to go <laughs> to the absolute opposite extremes and it's going to be pattern on pattern on pattern probably bright pink, lime green, teal, electric blue um, I do. I think I might cry <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
2: all that talk about your new office is a good time to say what this episode is about because we're going
1: to do a budget interiors special. Yes, we felt this time of year when people really feel that they want to refresh their homes. But let's be honest, we don't necessarily have much spare cash. Plus, of course, we're all aware of the importance of consuming less, living more sustainably and the three R's using, recycling, reducing. So today we will be talking about
2: first thing where to spend and where to save. Then we're going to have a few tips on make do and mend. And finally, you'll get a front row at a masterclass with the absolute queen of creative upcycling, Annie Sloan. In fact, as Sophie mentioned earlier, we are on location in a gorgeous vintage shop in West London, which sells the most fabulous furniture and clothes. We're nestled among all these (laughs) fabulous vintage clothes. It's been
1: very hard getting you to concentrate. If I get distracted, (laughs) I'm just doing a bit of clothes shopping. Um, No,
2: we have, this shop in West London has a back room, which we are going to take over to do our own furniture painting with Annie Sloan a bit later on in the show.
1: I cannot wait to see you in a penny. (laughs) It's just going to be the best day ever. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) So, okay, let's get started. Yes, get on with it. (coughs) Never mind me in a penny; It'd be a vintage one. (laughs) So first up, we are going to talk about where to invest and where to hold back when it comes to interior design and is it true that if you buy cheap you buy twice Mm. do you know what i think that it's slightly depressing
2: advice but i do think you have to spend a certain amount of money on the boring stuff when you start and it's not sexy and it's not exciting but you've got to look at your roof and your windows and your electrics and your plumbing and in fact When we moved into our house, which was two rental flats that we were converting back into one house, we basically spent all the money on that, (laughs) windows and doors, and I remember we needed a new kitchen, and I think we did the whole thing for about three grand.
1: That is such a common story, isn't it? And you see it again and again with all the TV makeover shows and everything, that everybody spends all the money on the build, and then when it comes to the interior decoration, there's hardly anything left. And that's going to be the focus, I think, for this conversation. We're not going to talk to you about where to get your cheap plumbing from or where to get your (laughs) your affordable windows. We're going to talk about all the pretty bits with the little money that you've got left over. And as you talked about, I think the foundations are a really good place to start. So for example, I always say things like flooring is a good place to invest. It's sort of the foundation of your home. It's something (laughs) you're not going to switch up very easily. So one of the things I went for was an engineered wood floor. So engineered wood means you've got real wood as your surface, but it's cheaper than solid wood. And it's quicker and easier to lay down than solid wood. The top layer of your engineered board, basically you've got a slither of wood across the top and then it's kind of softwood underneath, tends to be between three and seven millimetres and how thick that is depends on how expensive it is. So again, it depends how much traffic you've got running through your house, I guess. But you can re-sand, re-seal. I just think it's a really good mid-option, I suppose middle, middle budget option for flooring. We've got floorboards throughout our house, so we've sanded them. You've got painted
2: floorboards, haven't well, you? Well, we painted them because they're old floorboards. They tend to be pitch pine which I just is a bit orange and sometimes the varnish makes it go orange and nobody wants an orange floor so we decided to paint them
1: um, and that's actually that's a really affordable thing to yeah. do and, and in in Reno's as well I know sometimes you get your builder to just put new pine boards down if you haven't got the lovely original boards, yeah just two by fours just and re- paint them and yeah and paint them with specialist floor paints is advisable and then you can cover it up with rugs and as many layers as you can do is the key to that now what do you think of other budget options like laminate and vinyl where do you say? Oh look, see big gulp. I knew you'd get all <laughs> snooty with that. I it's got a lot better. It's
2: I will got say that a lot better. over the last few years, the uh, laminate flooring options have got much much better, and they are. Because they photograph the pattern onto the vinyl. Yeah, it's basically printed paper, isn't you it? Sort That's of what a laminate is. Until you touch it, you can't tell. So I have got some in my downstairs loo. Actually. What a bit of laminate? A bit of laminate. Um, really?
1: Do we call it laminate? It's a bit of vinyl. Is it I'm, vinyl or so? So I, I, think, I think I might it, rebrand it. I think um, of the laminate as the is the planks that fit together, and the vinyl is like you buy it on a big roll. Yes. Which one of you got the roll or the I planks? I have no idea. <laughs>
2: It's like floorboards and it's fine and I know people who've done the whole of their downstairs in it and the whole of their flat because it's warm it's Mm non-slip it's cushioned it's easy to clean there is a lot to be said for it that said you get what you pay for and cheap laminate looks cheap Cheap. so it's Mm. not necessarily a budget option
1: Yeah, but probably, you know, if you're going, for for example, those really trendy patterned encaustic tiles that everybody's loving, which are so expensive, not only to purchase but to lay and to seal, you're now seeing some really nice rolled out vinyl to sort of mimic that pattern tile thing. So So I'll tell you what we did as a budget in what is now my son's, bedroom
2: and you know when you sand you well I have sanded floors in my time those days are behind me now so we we hired a person to operate the sander on a day rate and we got him to just sand around the edges and just paint around the edges and then we put a really big rug over the top but a leftover carpet so we saved ourselves probably a day rate there and spent the day rate on a piece of carpet big piece of just plain carpet which we had hemmed in a contrasting colour and that was quite a budget way
1: to do that room do you know i hate to blow your bubble but that isn't such an original idea you know the victorians did that (laughs) i didn't know that i can't believe she knows yes you know like quite often if you rip up your carpet or flooring in an old victorian house you quite often see a dark stained board around the edges and then it's rough timber in the middle and that's because they would have their floorboards do a nice ebony stain around the edges and then roll their big rug out in the middle That's fascinating because
2: the number of floors I've sanded in flats over the years and I've always wondered why it was so
1: black (laughs) around the
2: edges.
1: (laughs) And now I know. know, Oh, that's
2: so interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay, so another big investment when you're doing up your house is painting all those walls. And it has to throw up the question, do you go for a designer paint, a.k.a. £50 a tin, Mm -hmm. or can you go budget I mean, for me, I'm like, if you're on a tight budget, then there's. I just don't see how you can justify spending loads of money on expensive paint. I think it's one of the things that has to go. I think it's a luxury mm. um, because yes, it's beautiful, and we have discussed
2: expensive paint and whether it was worth it in a previous episode. Um, so episode six of series one. If anyone wants to hear that whole to debate go back to that, so we don't necessarily want to go over that again. But yes, you can get fabulous colours in budget paint, and you know then you can afford to change the colour if you want. There's nothing worse than spending hundreds of pounds on a colour and then in the years time going, oh, I fancy changing it. <laughs>
1: so you know, I think you. It's, it's, I think it's a, especially if you're doing the whole house. If you're doing a Reno and you're having to buy a lot of paint all at once, um, going for one of the the. Big manufacturers like Johnston's, Dulux, Leyland's, Leland. Crown, um, they can always cheekily cut, get the colour quite close to your designer well, paint and if you so wish. There are
2: so many colours. I think absolutely, <laughs> you know,
1: just go for it with the paint. And, you know, wallpaper. <gasps> oh, hold an- on. Before you go, we skip to wallpaper. Spray paint. What do you think of that? What's your views on spray paint? Have for the you ever walls? used? No, 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 just as like a finishing. You know, like sometimes people spray kitchen handles or You
2: see, I'm really or, up for the idea of spray
1: paint, are but you? I
2: it's it's really tricky, I think. So we wanted a bucket to go by the side of the wood-burning stove and what, it to was put a, your, um, to put the tongs ashen. in oh, it the, to- oh, the right, tongs okay. and the, the tools and uh, I wanted a tall thin one which I suppose is effectively a flower bucket yes and I couldn't find a tall thin one in black so I thought this is fine I'll buy a silver one costs a tenner I'll buy some black spray paint how hard can it be yeah hmm. seriously Kate how hard can it be well it's quite drippy and messy and you know I'm glad it's black because it bends into the <laughs> That said, I mean, I have seen people. Do you remember there was a period a while ago when brass first came in Mm. and the high street stores hadn't quite caught up so there were loads of overhead lights which had... Chrome finishes yes. and people were all over Instagram and blogs going just buy you know some brass paint and spray it so it's yes. brass and I thought that was incredibly clever and I still think it is but I I couldn't do it I think no, it's just harder stuff than away it, from the spread it's the harder spray than it looks I think if you can practice yes
1: it's, and the tip is well the tip is to be a good distance, and they do tell you on the can the distance you should be Who reads away. The can? Back to basics. Well, the instructions Shake were the can. on the back of the can. <laughs> I only looked at the front. <laughs> Hold it away from the item you're spraying, and lots of thin layers rather than one thick. That's drippy where one. I go wrong. Yeah, yeah you go. I just can't do. You know, my, my and general rule is: I think it's great for decorative items, handles, furniture, but um, I wouldn't recommend it for things like taps because. It just chips and wears, and then it looks dreadful. Yeah, I can't believe you would do it. it? No, people ask me sometimes, "Can I spray my chrome kitchen tap gold?" And really, no, I don't think you can. Not if you want it to look good for it. I mean, that said,
2: I bought a fairly cheap black kitchen tap, and I think um, you know the colour's coming off there, and that wasn't even sprayed. I didn't even touch that one. So um, yes, spray paint to be used with caution, but a good idea. Yeah, good idea. Um, so yes wallpaper there's so many beautiful affordable wallpapers oh, in now. So I mean obviously I'm in love actually. with the Fornicetti at five squillion billion pounds <laughs> per <laughs> roll but there are other options
1: <laughs> well I like you I'm a lover of a designer wallpaper and I have to say that is where I've splurged on something that you know because just the print detail the colour the richness of a designer wallpaper or something that looks hand printed or is hand printed and you yes. get that lovely sort of 3D effect so I think again if you've got like a small room or you're just going to do one wall or one alcove or something like it's like trying to like jump out of a chair then I think yeah maybe that is where you can kind of splurge but otherwise you know sites like here in the UK wallpapers direct has every brand from high end to low end and I sometimes think if you put in for example jungle print you'll get all the expensive ones but there are some amazing yeah. affordable brands who are kind of like creating those on-trend looks for less do you know what often is the key with trying to do it budget
2: is time. It's time to research it all, to yeah, say I'm going to set yeah, aside yeah, yeah. whatever, two hours to look for wallpaper and I'm going to look through all of them at all budgets. You know, I mean, it's the same old thing, isn't it? When you run out of time, you just tend to throw money at yes, it. Yes, So yes. You, that's what you could, the best tip maybe is to give yourself the time to research everything, whether it's flooring or paint or paper
1: or lighting. Yeah, well, bringing us on to lighting, that you know, one of my key things with lighting is you need time to plan properly. Now, especially if you're in the refurb renovation part of your build, you know, before you've even got paint on the walls, get off Pinterest, stop looking at cushions (laughs) 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 and get your lighting plan fixed at this point because this is the time when you've got the electricians on site because it's really expensive to change lighting after the plaster has been in and it's all been painted and decorated. So plan, plan, plan. And again, I think I probably would spend a little money on my lighting. I mean, we... the downlighters we've used in our house I got from All Square Lighting, who are a lighting designer based in London. And they were more expensive than your bog standard down lighters that mm-hmm. you get on the high street. But the quality of the light, it's not so glary in your eyes when you're sitting in the living room or in the bedroom. It's a softer light. It's kind of recessed up into the light fitting. So you don't I have kind to of say as well, we did our
2: sort of big electrical work nearly 10 years ago when we moved in. And we did buy cheap lights and we've had them redone twice. We're constantly doing bulbs.
1: It's been a nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely a false economy. But then if you were doing that 10 years ago, again, the technology of lighting's changed so much in that time. Hasn't oh, do it? I get a free pass yeah, on being a bit do. rubbish? Hooray! <laughs> Actually thinking about it, um, John Cullen Lighting, who are based in London. Yeah. Absolutely not the budget option. That's oh, like, God, no. if you've got it, spend it. But they are, you know, the absolute, you know, they're a really, really great authority on lighting. And I went to one of their um, lighting design evenings. They it was do about masterclasses. 30 quid. Yeah, it was about gonna 30 say, quid. Go not for an evening. Expensive. Sally Cullen was hosting it, who's their the She director. knows everything. She knows everything. And I learned so much yeah. in one evening. So I'd really recommend I those mean, that if you're is London, London based. But that
2: said, if you were to look at my blog, madaboutthehouse.com, uh, Sally, Cullen my, <laughs> you know, um, Sally Cullen came to my house. Have ah. you not? Do you know it's not bad? Sally Cullen came to my house and I did a series with her about her walking through every room in my house and telling me where I'd got it wrong, uh, quite a lot, where I'd got it right, not so much, and what you could do. So, you know, that's a free resource, if you like, if you oh, can't yeah, get brilliant. to London to
1: do one of their courses. So what would I search if I was trying to find that How blog to get post? the lighting right in Insert room of choice. And you do that in the search bar and there it is? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So um, from lighting onto fabrics, one of my personal faves. One thing that you can get away with fabrics that you can't do with wallpaper is you can start using like remnants, end of roll, vintage fabrics. It kind of opens up all of those Sorts of avenues. Sometimes I think you have to look carefully at some of the vintage fabrics because they might be more delicate or not
2: washable. Um, years or ago, not when I was exactly many years ago, in fact, when I was about fifteen, um, we're not going to do any sums as to how long ago that was. But I made a fabulous pair of trousers out of my granny's curtains. Um, in the spare, of, they were great trousers, but it's um, <laughs> not a tangent. <laughs> well, I just I unhooked them and I made them into trousers, and then I wore them, and then when I washed them, they completely fell apart. So, oh, I you know just be careful of vintage
1: fabric. Well, I've, I've made loads out of vintage fabrics over the years. I think the key is buy upholstery grade vintage fabric Um, some of the 50s and 60s and 70s prints are actually you know I think they call it bark cloth it's quite kind of thick and tough
2: and also mattress ticking is cheap isn't it and that's a great foil to any pattern so actually if you've decided to splurge on some fabulous material for some cushions you could do the whole sofa in mattress
1: ticking Mm, for example yeah yeah so so areas that require a lot of fabric curtains sofas headboards go plain or go for something more affordable and then use those lovely designer fabrics on something like a Roman blind or a cushion or a footstool for example and then an area I do like to spend with fabrics is I do like to use a seamstress to make blinds and interlined curtains I mean it gets really really expensive but I have to say better than a a ready made if you can afford it having said that on the ready-made front, I bought some ready-made curtains from Habitat. I was going to say this was in a tip you made before, and it's worth repeating. Yeah, I think they were f- in the sale. I think they were forty-five pounds a pair. We had this hideous eyelet heading tape, which I don't personally like. I think unless you live in a beach house or something, you shouldn't have eyelet curtains. Personal view. Are those is
2: that the round With the metal round circles chrome circles that goes on. Yes.
1: So I took them to the seamstress, and she stitched. Two ready-mades together, so they felt really... Because the thing is, the ready-mades are never wide enough. That was the good tip, I thought, is you effectively bought four curtains. I bought four curtains, and stitched, stitched a pair to together. A and pair. then because I bought longer than I needed, she whipped off the eyelet and just yeah. put a pencil pleat, a deep pencil pleat. I mean, actually, the high street
2: now, there's lots of velvet ready-made. So if there's a plain colour you like, Mm -hmm. and instead of just buying one pair, you know, buy two pairs, sew them together, and that will give you that luxurious cost at a fraction of the price. I mean, that's probably like you could spend 100 quid.
1: So another area where, well, it's actually the most expensive room, I think, in the house to eat up your budget is the kitchen.
2: There are so many ways around that though, because yes, you can have one of those very expensive designer kitchens where you'll get no change out of 50 grand. Mm -hmm. But as I say, we had no money left over after having to do new windows and doors and lightings. And we went to Ikea and I think we spent £700 on cupboards change the worktop or to tap from somewhere else. So we did the Mm. details. So it stopped it
1: looking like an IKEA kitchen. Exactly.
2: And then a few years later, we got rid of the standard IKEA doors and had some more made out of MDF to fit that we could paint different colours. And actually, I went to Lucy St. George's house the other day, who's one Mm, half of Rocket St. George. She lives around the corner for me. And she's got a very on-brand all-black kitchen. And I was raving about how gorgeous it was and pulling open the drawers. Don't invite me around. I'll be into every cupboard, as you know. And the sides were sort of clear glass or perspex or what, something. What, the sides of the cupboards? The sides of the drawers. And it oh. looked really cool. So, I mean, I think IKEA has... It was well, that was an IKEA That was an IKEA kitchen. An IKEA I, kitchen. I think
1: she's repainted the front of it. But Hold on. You pull out a drawer which is solid front facing yeah. and the sides a are melia. I'm just going to see they're clear because I don't know what to do. Why do you wear. need that? Why is that a thing? It just looks nicer. Does it? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like it's going to get all grubby and f- fluffy and you're going to have to get your glass cleaner out and polish the inside well, of your maybe drawers. She do her <laughs> I don't I <laughs> don't <laughs> that just sounds wacky. It's I just,
2: I think, you know, IKEA kitchens have come on leaps and bounds. I mean, it's probably like this competition, isn't there? Because as they say, there's Howden's, there's IKEA, there's places where you can just buy the doors. Well, the good
1: thing about Howden's, so, just to flag it up from a budget point of view, is Howden's carcasses come ready built. So you don't have to either A, build them yourself or B, mm. pay your builder or carpenter to build them. Which is them. more on the day rate. So, there, so is a, yeah. there is a saving there if you're not building your kitchen yourself. And I don't think many people are. It's quite complicated. Yeah. Think about if you, if you buy carcasses from Howden, they get delivered, they're ready to go in. So, you're saving time and the cost of labour. So, we had My to. My doors for that. were naked kitchens. Doors, oh, yeah, And you can just doors.
2: buy the replacement
1: doors and hang them on any carcass. I'd say, again, with, with Naked, they're not the cheapest replacement doors, but my goodness, you look like you've got a designer kitchen. Yeah. By the end of it, the they look really, really lush. Now, there's a sort of like real interior design mantra that you should always invest in worktops. That is a place where you shouldn't scrimp a good quality worktop because it takes so many yeah. bashes and strains. But actually, for my worktop in my kitchen, we went reclaimed. We went to our local reclamation yard, and I bought old school science worktops, which are made of Oroco. Um, so they're like a dark, reddy-brown... I've got that in my bathroom. Worktop. Oh, you've got that in your bathroom? did that in the bathroom. And we... Uh, 500 quid for all our worktops... Um, in a solid hardwood can I just say they don't cost that if you buy them in London uh, they don't so the, cost that the
2: takeout there oh. is perhaps source that sort of thing
1: outside of London <laughs> <laughs> yeah and another quick tip before we move on with kitchens is X display or they're called A graded appliances do you know about these no so these are basically appliances that have got surface scratches but quite often to the sides or the back of the unit so oh, for example it's a good tip they've been dented or scratched yeah, yeah. in transit so they can't sell them at full as price yeah. as new but actually they've never been plugged in they've never been used they've never been run and actually from the front facing they look completely fine um, I bought them on eBay you just search A-graded appliances there are certain websites that just trade in A-graded appliances top tip top tip thank you glad I squeezed that one in at there the there you
2: end. go I'm sque- I'm
1: squeezing you out of the kitchen now <laughs> and into the bathroom there's a lot of oh, detail oh it's very hard room to do on a budget I think bathrooms they are majorly tricky rooms they are because they're so technical as well and you've got plumbing involved and on that basis i think when you're doing a remodel if you can try and not move the utilities as in where the drain is where the toilet is where the taps are you're going to save a fortune on the plumber so if you can work with the original layout that's a big saving
2: and i think you know my tip would be having come unstuck here is you won't get away with cheap taps
1: no. I've got
2: cheap taps and they're really lime scaly, they're just not working very well, I need to replace them and that feels like it's going to be an expensive job. And the showers and things like that too. But as we said at the top, you can budget on the tiles, keep the same layout, you know, if you can Ooh, paint quite a lot of the wall, that will help. so that also will save you money.
1: Yeah, or tongue and groove I've used quite a lot. You yep. can even buy tongue and groove on bathroom-graded MDF panels. It's usually green in colour, which yes, means it's resistant to water. And, resistant. and I've used that in... You can even have that around the bath, but just not in the shower. But around the bath, around the toilet, around the basin. A note on budget sanitary wear. Because my husband's a builder, I know that certain clients of his have bought on some of these online bathroom websites and bought really cheap WC sink and bathroom. And what happens is the quite often he says like parts are missing or the plumbing isn't compatible with stuff you can buy here in the UK a lot this has been shipped from Asia so I'd say before you just hop online and get really wooed by the cheap prices talk to your plumber or whoever your builder whoever's doing your refit because it's not always that cost effective and it can again end up holding up the build holding up the refurb costing you more in labor holding up the whole project if the plumber can't get the right bits to fit it. So given that it's tricky
2: to really save money in a bathroom, let's come into the sitting room, which actually is a room where you've got the most freedom because there's nothing you have to have in there. No, and you can do
1: it slowly. You yeah. see, the problem with the bathroom, you've got to hit the whole thing in a one yeah, I haven't it's, you? It's the a great cool work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas when you move into living rooms and bedrooms, you can kind of collect stuff slowly yeah. over time, which is really how most of us live. Very few of us can just have everything off the bat. Turnkey. You can choose, can't you? You're going to buy a really big telly in the January sales and sit on an orange <laughs>
2: box. <laughs> Um, you know, or you're going to buy a sofa and just stream it on your laptop. So you've got options in in those rooms. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, the big ticket item, TV aside, the big ticket item is the sofa, isn't it, right? And actually, this is the perfect time of year to be looking for bargains in the sales because it is such a a big piece of furniture and the savings can be so huge. The other thing as well to look out for, surprisingly, is it's not just the budget furniture stores who do interest-free credit. So do ask any of your retailers, what the deals are to buy something and pay for it slowly over time. But that said, I would spend on a sofa. Sofa and a bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, you know, with a sofa as well, I think I know people who have been caught out buying really good looking sofas online at some of these sort of more affordable online retailers. And actually, they just look shocking after 18 months because the Cushions have misshapen, the fabrics worn badly. And then yeah, and then again, same theory to the to the bed. We spend a third of our lives yeah. lying in bed, probably more like half if you're yeah. me. <laughs>
2: But then some of the accessories you can save money on, you know, for example, lamps, you know, you don't have to have a design classic lamp.
1: I mean, I bought quite an expensive vice bed. I mean, they're well known for being really top quality, but I got 30% off yeah. in, actually it wasn't the January sale. They do another big sale in May for anybody who can't Good get to it know. together to do yeah. it in January. Don't feel the pressure. They're having them all the time. <laughs> so where do you source all this great stuff that's going to save you money? <laughs> There's $64 million question. I think we've got a headline eBay, haven't we? I know yeah. anybody who is doing an interior on a budget is probably spending 50% of their life scrolling
2: through It's eBay. time again, isn't it? Yeah. Be quite specific about what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I bought my chairs, my kitchen chairs from eBay, and I worked out very quickly, having put in vintage kitchen chairs, that there's an awful lot of stuff that comes up flagged as vintage style, but it was made last week. Mm. Um, And also I wanted six chairs and I kept getting pages and pages of one chair, two chairs, four chairs. So I then put in set of six and that immediately narrows it down. So the more specific you can be, the less you've got to scroll through. So actually, Mm. if you take a bit of time working out your search terms... You will, in theory, spend less time scrolling through the wrong stuff before you find the right thing.
1: Yeah, and there's a toolbar on the left hand side, isn't there, that you can tick? You can even tick. Your filters, Used, yes. for example, which will get rid of a lot of the new yeah. stuff if you're not looking yeah. for new. And I think another big hurdle that puts a lot of people off eBay is the getting it home. You know what happens if you find that brilliant Eames chair, but it's in Northumberland and you live in Brighton? Um, there are some great companies like I know. Any van off the top of or my Shipley.
2: head? Shipley. I use Shipley, Shipley actually. Who I'm going to add into my do less harm directory. So you then sort of get in touch with them and tell them. What you need picking up from where and where you need it bringing to, and they sort of take two or three days to fill a van with all the stuff. Okay, so clever. they're then using one So They're not doing, a trip they're not just doing it just for you. They're then going round and they're going. Well, those chairs are going to Sheffield. That's going to Leeds. Then I'm coming down and stopping off at one part in London and then another. So that's a really good way so to gets, do it. It gets the miles down and the cost yeah. down for and you. And it's as well, actually I guess. really affordable. Cost comes right down. So that's a um, that's a that's brilliant. That means you don't have to be frightened of where it's come from. Yeah, because I think because that's always that's put me
1: off in the past. It's too. just like, oh, how am I going to get to Dumfries?
2: Exactly. Yeah. But that's not a problem. So I my new kitchen chairs cost me £50 pounds to get from Sheffield to my house in London within three mm-hmm. days. And I could have gone cheaper and I could have gone more expensive. You, there is a sort of parameter, you know, how fast do you want it, how long are you prepared oh, to so wait? So if you want it
1: urgently, they'll then charge you Then you probably a bit have more. to pay more, which is fair enough. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, yeah, that's
2: that makes eBay a lot easier. But there are other sites. Yeah, so Facebook
1: like- Marketplace has really boomed. That's something that I've never really used, but everybody tells me that that's a great place, and again, helps you find lo- stuff that's been. Yep. up for sale locally as well as Gumtree I think a lot of people know how to use Gumtree Free FreeCycle clues in the name FreeCycle is brilliant and is also brilliant of getting rid of stuff yep. which can be a cost you know if you're having to pay for uh, rubbish collection and yep. again we want to keep stuff out of landfill so for example if you're ripping out an old kitchen or appliances that you no longer want but they are still useful bath even sometimes I remember once putting a bath that was out of a really grotty refurb and an artist bought it to dye her fabrics in brilliant um, and yeah. she didn't buy it she got it off Recycle. Yeah, so yeah. you know even though it wasn't good enough for a bathroom somebody yeah. found a use for it there's also another website called preloved which is really really popular so but i think the other
2: thing is once you've bought all these things most of us have leftovers Oh, remnants.
1: Remnants of all sorts. <laughs> I got real hoard- um, I've got a real remnant hoarding problem. But you see, you've done bed. a
2: really clever idea. So I just was looking at ways we can use up some of these leftovers. So when I did my bathroom, I had a few leftover tiles, which weren't enough for another room, but I used them on a fireplace hearth and they worked really well. Um, you've done that fantastic thing in your holiday let with lots of leftover bits of material mm-hmm. and you've made a padded headboard. Yeah, patchworking um, old fashioned. Patchworking yeah. with old fabrics. So bedspreads. Headboards. I've already said about buying a large piece of carpet and using that as a rug. Um, and you get you can get that from um, carpet outlets, can't you? Yeah, you exactly. And then yeah. and they will put you in touch with someone who can hem the edges. And also, my current favorite idea is uh, Bianca Hall, French for pineapple. She's used, I think, leftover tester pots or even leftover bits of paint in in larger tins, and she's painted, for example, a big coloured square on the wall and then hung her pictures on that on so the it, coloured square on the so coloured square cre- so it
1: really creates a focal mm. point I th- it's a brilliant idea I love that then there's this great new website that I've just discovered it's just been going for a year it's called hainescollection.com H-A-I-N-E-S collection um, all these links by the way will be on our blogs as show notes I'm sophie robinson.co.uk you don't know who you are (laughs) she's (laughs) loud the house.com but this company basically are taking designer fabrics sourcing them from seamstresses who always you know who are making all the headboards and the curtains and taking end of roll and these are designer fabrics like really lush stuff and she's uploaded them all up on her website for a fraction of the price oh good tip so she's actually doing it from a sustainability point of view because she's trying to stop fabric going in landfill. She says in a year she saved 350 metres worth of designer fabric going into landfill. But if you're looking to have some designer fabric to make a headboard or a set of That's curtains, a really good it's idea. worth hopping on yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think the takeout from that basically is sort of be more
2: granny. <laughs> Save, <laughs> no, <you> reuse, <laughs> find new ways to lo- use leftovers.
1: Is that a hashtag, Kate? think that exactly, my new hashtag, be more granny. And do jump onto our Facebook page, The Great Indoors Podcast. It's a group. Ask to be invited. We'll accept you, and hop on there and share your be more granny tips and ideas. There we go. So next on our budget revamp special, we are going to be tackling some upcycling ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I'm all over the upcycling. (laughs) (laughs) just step away from the spray paint okay anyway luckily we have annie sloan here to guide us now annie is a world expert in decorative paint and color she has a fine art background but she turned her attention to painting and has been hailed by the telegraph no less as one of britain's most influential female designers she has published a stonking 26 books That's me falling over <laughs> <laughs> Move over Kate Watson's fine and invented a magical substance called chalk paint which she'll be telling us more about Annie we are thrilled to be here and talking to you Oh, Thank you very <laughs> much
0: <laughs> I'm pretty thrilled to myself It's fantastic Thank you very much I'm most honoured thank I'm, you. Actually
1: I'm the only one who hasn't got a pinny on yet Get, You've get got your penny. P- Oh got I'm all pinnied up Oh where's the pennies? So, just to set the scene, before me, I've got this lovely workbench and there's a roller, a couple of paintbrushes. Look at this, Kate. This, what's oh this? Oh, my God. She's got monogrammed sandpaper. <laughs> I, I, I clearly i am not, you know, 26 books, you get your own sandpaper. <laughs> 23 more to go.
0: <laughs> this is all very exciting. What have you got in store, for us? What you're going to do is malachite. So, you're going to paint... What? <coughs> what? <laughs> what are we What are we doing? Well,
1: it's behind green, you it? Oh, is yeah.
0: that little table. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, oh, this is always uh, oh, so, like soapy Peter. Is this the one yeah. I'm to yeah. yeah. I'm trying to be really sensible and, and <laughs> professional here, and all I can do is giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm going to take over. Go now, on, what's malachite? Uh, I'm what's malachite? What is malachite? It's green. Is it's it a green. precious it's stone. A, yes, and it's copper. It comes from a copper thing. It's all to do with copper, and that's why it's green. And they usually cut it to, put, to make tables out of it. And it will be put into sort of triangles and squares. Or
1: like an inlay. An like inlay. An inlay type a sort of, thing.
0: yeah, it's like tiles, sort of but thing. But it's
1: this really lovely, would you call that like an emerald
0: green? Yeah, it's oh, an amazing, amazing colour. green. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. So yeah. we
1: are
2: going to effectively create something that looks like a sort of green marble, I mean, exactly, malachite, malachite table. Exactly,
0: malachite table. Yeah.
2: But the key for Ooh. this, talking about our budget, then, is yeah. that this is a great way if you've gone and bought a cheap piece of furniture mm-hmm. or a bit of junk furniture from a car boot sale or something this is a great way to personalize it make it bespoke yes so we're we're going to do malachite today but other people could just buy any color paint on any bit of furniture and just paint
0: it and this is a very good time to tell you about my my bookazine is that
2: the
0: 27th. Bookazine, <laughs> book-a-zine. She oh, got book-a-zine. bookazine, she's got merch. <laughs> That's what she's got. <laughs> merch. Oh my goodness, I never thought of it like that. That's perfect. <laughs> so, in my uh, third bookazine Which is called... Third is called called The Colourist. Lovely. Yeah. And we have things at the back which are step-by-steps.
2: I wanted to raise the point, actually, of whether it's easy or not, because we spoke earlier in the show um, Mm. about spray painting, and I've said I've had a go at that, and it was just a disaster. It was drippy and thick, and I'm not good at it. this is
1: where you're starting from, Annie. She can't even use a spray can. I can't use a spray can. Uh, I think they are (laughs) so... Yeah, because you think,
0: oh, it's not enough. Oh, my God, now it's dripping. Exactly. no, it's horrible. So the
2: point... I think you're making, I'm not putting words into your mouth, but, um, <laughs> um, is that anybody can do this. Yeah. You can take any bit of furniture, a cheap old chair, a yeah. table. I've got a brilliant bedside table I found by the side of the road. Perfect. Um, that
0: sort of thing. That's exactly what you want. And, and you also there isn't it. too much pressure. When it is found by the side of the road, you don't think, oh, my God, I've paid loads of money for it. Mm. You can just paint it, and if it doesn't work... Do you know what the great thing about paint is? You just paint over it.
2: But have I got to spend ages, you know, I mean, I love your monogram sandpaper. Thank you. But is there a lot of sanding no. and prepping and cleaning? Because, no. you know, I'm bored already. Oh, so, am not. I. Excellent.
0: so am I. Ah. I'm just not that person. I can't bear it. I need... Um, i We're all about the quick results, quite, aren't we girls? yeah. About <laughs> quick results. I'm actually quite patient, but I don't want to be doing boring things. No, absolutely. So things like having to sand is just awful. So my paint. The whole point about it was that you don't have to sand, you don't have to prime, you just start painting. I dip your brush and go. <laughs> and <then laughs> my brush. <laughs> okay. That's go on perfect. then. On that note, then. So we are doing something on an MDF. So this has got. He's a, a little MDF um, tabletop. So, um, the next thing we need to do is to get that colour there, which is Florence, the bright green. So, that's that's like a bright tealy, tealy, tealy Bright, bright. yeah, that's it. Plus the white over there, which is old white. No, that's the varnish. Oh, right. That's varnish. So, you put your amount on there. I put three spots of it. And now I'm going to put, um, it really, oh, I need another
1: I find Probably paint shouldn't. just, it's so gloopy and gorgeous, isn't it? So this paint delicious. is
0: thicker than most people think paint should be. You yeah. can actually, look, you can stick the stir yeah. stick in there.
1: And what's the, what's the reason for it being so thick?
0: Well, I'd have to kill you if I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mix the two colours together, which is um, really it's about a lot more white than green. Actually, that's quite
1: a good tip. It's surprising how much white you need when you're mixing paint. Yes. People
0: always start with a dark colour and then add white. And it's so wrong. You start with a light colour and you add a little bit of colour. Oh, top tip. Top top tip. tip. Yes, definitely. That would be
2: right if you were mixing paint for your walls as well.
0: So I'm gonna take my brush, I'm going every which way. You really are
2: slapping it on in all different directions. It's yeah. not a sort of methodical no, back and forwards bat- well, yeah. and No,
0: that's the other thing that you've probably been taught, lots of people have been taught to paint like this. Yeah, which is which just up is and down. It's such a pain, and I can't do it myself. So I'm painting every which way, basically, and getting it fairly smooth. You don't want thick. So I'm just painting it. And I know it looks like I'm slapping it, which I am Ooh, to a certain extent. it's quite
1: therapeutic, yeah. isn't it? Do you find painting oh, furniture God, yeah. therapeutic? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, I get letters from people all the time. Not letters. No, no. Emails. Emails, emails. or even <laughs> messages on Facebook. Oh, okay. Even <laughs> that. In fact, loads of those and Instagram, people going, it's just amazing you know i had a breakdown or my somebody died and now i'm doing this and it's i can't tell you how wonderful mm. it is or people who just found that they thought they were uncreative and they do this and my things are all about you know, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. So it's that element
1: of taking something unloved or unused yeah. or unglamorous and making yeah. it look fabulous. That quick round transformation yes. is awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, already you can see me and Kate are like itching, chomping <laughs> at the it. bit. Because it just looks, it's just nice to get your hands yeah. mucky and yeah. and, and yeah. do
0: something practical. And the wash-up's easy because it's all water-based. All well, water-based. Okay, you oh, got oh, that can mix- You could use yeah. that. You Should I just use, use some of that? Yeah. Right, and then you could Go use going. that. Can I
1: just put this here? I've already got it all over my hands. Is there a cloth? Oh, well, um, <laughs> wipe it
0: on you. So oh, we'll wipe it on the roll. pinny. Wipe it on you. Oh, we've got some blue flower. So we're now letting that dry. We've got hair dryers to dry. Oh, through. hair dryers. Oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, look. Top tip. How's this
1: going to be on audio?
0: The oh, <laughs> delightful. Hey, it's going to fall over death,
1: There you go. There's yours. <clears throat> I used to have this hairdryer
2: so first coat on then a coat of lacquer yes has Annie got some special monogram brush she can only paint with (laughs) you guys can use those but Annie I must have my brush I must have my brush I can't paint if my initials
0: aren't on the equipment now that's all
2: dry. And- so now we've got yeah. a plain square yes. in sort of variations of teal, turquoise, call it yeah. what you will, yeah. with some, a fine varnish yeah. over the
0: top. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to make a mixture out of the green, the Amsterdam green, and the varnish. The varnish is there to give it um, transparency, translucence. Beautiful word. And I'm going to make my marks with a very, very, very expensive tool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> An old <technical>. teabag box. <laughs> An old
0: teabag box, exactly. So you just find the right sorts so of... So thin
2: card is the key. Thinish
0: card. OK, Put so now I'm going to take my card and move it gently. So you're basically oh, just oh, sort oh. of wiggling the card
2: through the wet paint mm, yeah. to create a pattern. Mm. It's
1: like and a,
2: a fan it. pattern, isn't it? A fan <laughs> pattern. I did my first corner really well, and I'm not doing so well on my second one. But then I just painted
1: over it again, and I'm started again. So I'm just gonna, keep you know, doing it. Uh, this is like my third go at my first corner. And what's yeah. so lovely mm. is when I started doing it, it felt quite tight, yes. and my yes. sort of organic shapes weren't looking very organic. Yeah. And I've just slapped more paint on. Had another go, and actually, the freer and more willy nilly I am with it, the kind of better it looks. Yeah, it is. So yeah. I recommend having a double well, gin and tonic before you start I doing
0: great. this. I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a satisfying noise, isn't it? Yes, awesome. it
0: is. It's lovely. There well, you are, there's your brush. And I'm What's now... been your
1: um, favourite project you've
0: worked on? Is there anything oh, that really stands out for you? Oh, the Oxfam thing was amazing, absolutely fantastic. So they asked if I would do something with them, make a colour, make a paint... And that's what we did. We made a paint colour. Made color. a colour for them. Yes. We made a colour called Lemlem. Lem. But I didn't oh, know what... Lemlem, lem. in the Ethiopian language, Lemlem lem means um, sort of uh, fertility. Oh, right. and, and that's what the country needs because it needs water and it needs... And it's a very fertile country, actually. But because of various wow. political things that are happening, um, it doesn't get it. So um, Amy and I went to... Ethiopia about two or three years ago and we went everywhere we saw some of the most incredibly inspiring things ever we went to the areas where there was terrible um drought and we saw awful things that was really i mean will stay with me forever mm. and then they took us where they're putting money into these um female farmers oxfam had helped them um, have their own bank accounts and they had their own businesses and they had their fields that they were growing um, what was the the project was onion seeds so the fields of onion seeds if you can imagine, they're alliums. Beautiful. Because it's a sort of ball. It's almost like a dandelion
2: clock, exactly. isn't it? Exactly.
0: Yes. And made up of little tiny white flowers in this field, which everything green underneath. So that was our Lem Lem colour. It was the combination of the green and the white together, which in a field, you just get this very, very soft green. And so I translated that into a paint that would be good for furniture. And we called it Lem Lem. And we sold the paint and gave percentage to Oxfam. And we gave Oxfam to a quarter of a million. That's incredible. 000. Yeah, 250,000, which is unbelievable. And I often look back and think, God, did I do that? That's amazing. Yeah. Can you still it buy really the paint? Nice. Or yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is yeah. it on your paint chart? Oh, um, Lem Lem. Yes, so Lem. So actually, Lem. it's
2: quite a pale... Oh, do you know, it's a, it's a bit neo-mint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, yes, it's slightly yellower than that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a
0: very... It's a fresh. It's a fresh, fresh colour. No, it's not far off a mint, is it? It's minty, yeah. And, of course, all my colours, I make them to be stronger and and, um, brighter because then you can knock them back if you like. Yes, absolutely. Well, something I'm really, really proud of is the way that my colours are made. Because of my fine art background, I don't put black into my colours. Pigments tend to be very pure and bright and strong. And so what you want to do is temper it to make it into a, a charming colour. something. So it sort want. of has a
1: softness to a it. Softness
0: it? And a softness and a sophistication, a complexity. Right. So how do you do that? Well, most paint companies add black and that will temper the colour down. But what I do is what painters would do is add the complementary colour.
1: So these are on the colour wheel, aren't they? Colours that are opposite one another. So So I've got a really bright red and I want mm -hmm. it to feel more earthy. Rather than adding black to it, I would add green green yes
0: okay and it's fascinating i mean i could it so
2: gives you more depth of color actually doesn't it because yes. the black can kind of deaden it i'm it guessing it. exactly so it's it's yeah. creating a sort of richer yeah.
0: color yes and my colors are made for mixing so if you put two colors together if they both had black what you'd end up with are quite a lot of black but they don't have black in them just gives you this wonderful rich gorgeous color yeah, well I think it is. You're an I?
1: alchemist. Yeah. Paint alchemist.
0: <laughs> Paint alchemist. I wrote a book called that.
1: Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da!
2: That is amazing, Annie. So I mine's mean,
1: not looking too different from the masters. Actually, I'm quite pleased. I think mine's you've come all out. done incredibly well. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really do. Honestly, I think it's fantastic. Thank oh, you so beautiful. much. Wonderful. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been an education. You mm-hmm. are fascinating to talk to. I could talk about <laughs> colour with you all day long. Um, but before we let I you like off
0: the hook, yeah.
1: before we finish, <laughs> Annie Sloan. Do you
0: have a design crime you'd like to share with our listeners? Ah, well, um, I suppose mine would be something. You know, people look at all the photographs online and on Pinterest, and and they see all these beautiful, beautiful white, white rooms, and they, I want a white room, and I want a grey room, and like, okay. And then I've done it. I used to be an interior designer, and people would do their grey rooms because it's always been like that—the grey rooms. And then they go. oh, It's really dull. I don't really like it. And I just would say, please add a little bit of colour. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> oh. woman
2: well, after Sophie's. Heart. And also, she's banned white paint. You see, so you we're banned white. I have banned white paint. I've banned
1: white I banned white paint. <laughs> yes.
2: So there we go. So just in summary, Annie, we can buy. Anyone can buy yeah. your paint at anniesloan.com yeah. or at independent sellers, of which there are. 2000 Worldwide. in the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Pretty not good. difficult track down the paint and the colourist bookazine mm-hmm. you can also buy online for your website or also from W H Smith. Exactly right.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly right. Fantastic. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's been really really fun. <laughs> So in summary from our budget revamp special, uh, from our spend and save section, really the big take home here is invest in those sort of hardware areas, be that a floor, a kitchen worktop, a sofa, or your bathroom taps also we urge you to be hashtag be more granny (laughs) and reuse and save your remnants and put them to good use and do jump on our great indoors podcast facebook group and share your be more granny tips and tricks and finally what i'm taking from our section with annie is paint is not scary it's fun and it allows you to be
2: playful so we've just got time to remind you. Actually, well, instead of rating, reviewing and subscribing, if you like the show, why not tell someone about it? January is a time for staying in and battening down the hatches. So why not spread the interior's joy? Tell a friend to subscribe and make sure your hatches are more beautiful and useful before you, well, batten them down. I have no idea how you batten sometimes. <laughs> what even is a
1: batten? <laughs> And thank you to our brilliant sponsors, Tops Tiles, to our brilliant producer, Kate Taylor, and to you, our most brilliant listeners, for sticking with us as we splash, paint around and talk nonsense about buttoning down hatches. (laughs) Happy New Year to you all, and we'll see you in the great indoors.
2: like eating cement with fruit on top.
1: No, it's more like just eating sort of wet, soggy pond slime. Nice with some hard, nice. And you volunteered hard to hard hand over your it. money for that.
2: <laughs> Good. Yeah. Right. Okay.